0: You're listening to episode 16 of the Social Strategy Mum podcast, and today I am sharing my five biggest lessons from my first two years in business. So come on in, join me as we chat through some of the craziness that's happened over the last couple of years, and I share with you some things that I wish I had paid attention to when I was first starting out. Welcome to the Social Strategy Mum podcast. I'm your host Caroline Partridge and this is our time to talk all things social media for mums in business. Let's grow your impact and your income whilst juggling the reality of mum life. Ready to get into it? Let's go. Well, hi, and welcome to episode 16 of the Social Strategy Mum podcast. Or for those of you who are watching this uh, live or on recorded video, the Social Strategy Mum live show. I'm super excited to be here with you guys tonight. Uh, The topic for today is five lessons from two years in business. And this topic literally came to me today. Uh, based off the back of something that happened to me over the last week, and then a suggestion from a friend about basically doing a podcast episode about that. But what I realized is it is two years ago this week that I took handover of the website for my first business, Aussie Allergy Mum. And as I took handover of that website, it basically kicked that business from a little hobby that I had been doing, a Facebook page that I had been growing with our journey of being an allergy family and basically turned it into something that was going to become an actual business. And so over those last two years, there's been some big wins, there's been some big falls, Lots and lots of things have happened along the way. Lots of pivots. Some amazing people have come in and out of the business and of my life. And so, what I wanted to do was share with you uh, five lessons from these first two years in business. And as we go along, I will share with you a little bit about what happened this week that made me start to think about what these lessons are. Because honestly, within my first couple of months of being in business, each of these five things had been shared with me by someone. Someone had told me these lessons, but I really feel like I wasn't listening. I kind of thought I had a plan. I thought I was heading along in a good direction. And when I look back now, I really wish that these were the five things that I had heeded from day one of starting my business. And so I thought it would be awesome to share them with you guys. Um, I would love your feedback. I would love to know what lessons you've learned since you've been in business. Have you learned any of these same lessons that I've learned? All right. So let's dive in to these five lessons. Lesson number one is don't be afraid to fail. In fact, what I want you to do is reframe failing as learning the lessons that you need to learn in order to be better. I have to preface this by saying that for someone who is a type A personality, dead set perfectionist, the idea of having to fail and learn lessons by doing silly things or making mistakes or putting all my eggs in one basket or any of those kinds of things, this has not been At all easy. I have launched courses that literally nobody has bought, like zero people have bought. I've gone through launches where I've had what looked like great numbers and the conversions have been really, really low. I have created the most amazing, elaborate masterclasses and webinars for nobody to turn up. (laughs) Basically, I have had all of these crazy failures happen along the way. But the thing about this is that every one of these things has been a point where I've been able to pick up and pivot or pick up and change it so that it's better for next time. And so in the end, every one of those failures has ultimately helped me grow my business. Whether it's been the failed courses, whether it's been unhappy clients, whatever it might've been along the way, it's really given me that kind of push of, nope, we shouldn't be over there doing that, or yep, we tried that and that does not work. Or maybe just even shown me that there's a gap in my knowledge or understanding of something when it comes to online business that I now need to go and fill. And we'll talk about filling knowledge gaps when we get a little bit further down the five lessons. But I really wish that I had fully understood back when I started out that there was going to be lots of failure possibly if I'd known how much value there was going to be, I may not have started. So it might be a good thing that I didn't realise that it was going to be a succession of failures along the way in order to get to something that is profitable and enjoyable and the thing that I'm meant to be doing. I might not have started if I'd known that originally, but if you're out there and you're in that At that point where you feel like there's more fails happening than wins, it's coming. It's all part of the learning process. And I wish I'd kind of taken that on board a little bit more when I was getting started. The second lesson from my two years in business has to do with mindset. And I would have to say that building a business is personal development on steroids. It tests every bit of grit that you have in your mental capacity to grow a business. I just can't tell people that enough when they're in that starting out phase that the more that you focus on your mindset and the more that you work hard to develop a strong mindset. The easier it is to grow your business, the easier it is to pick up and pivot when you make those failures, the easier it is to push through whatever is going on in your head at the time. Because the reality is it doesn't matter what phase of business you are in, there are going to be mindset hurdles that are going to be coming up. Now, often when I mention mindset, people are like, oh my God, here we go. She's going all down the woo-woo track. She's going to start tapping. She's talking to her angel oracle cards. It's all getting a bit crazy for me. And they just totally switch off from the mindset piece. But what I really want to say to you is mindset can be as woo-woo or not as you want it to be, and as you are comfortable for it to be. When I talk about mindset, it is simply the ability for you to get up every day and keep moving forward towards your business goals with your big why set in concrete in your mind. It's what you do when you get up that day and you're like, oh, I really don't want to do this today. It's what you do when the 10,000th person says to you, you really need to be doing Facebook live and you're sitting there shaking and you can't even hit the button to go live for the first time ever. This mental strength that you need to be able to build a business is huge. It doesn't matter whether you want to go down that woo-woo track and surround yourself with crystals or whether you're happily over here talking about quantum physics and neurolinguistics and all of those science things that make the brain make sense to you. In the end, I'm not so sure there's a whole lot of difference between one side and the other side, but wherever you feel comfortable, I would encourage you to invest in in your mindset, in whatever way, shape or form that is good for you. Keep that strong why happening always at the forefront of your mind and know that there are going to be mindset hurdles. Just like there's going to be physical hurdles in your business, there's going to be mindset hurdles. And that personal development is just going to be Journey, it is just going to be step by step by step, and every time you think you've reached that level and we're good and we've got the mindset happening, there's just going to be the next bit, as one of my mentors, James Wedmore, says, New level, new devil. So, focusing on mindset is super super important if you want to be able to grow your business sustainably over a long period of time, particularly without burning yourself out. So, definitely. Lesson number two is focus on mindset. Now we're going to come to lesson number three. And this lesson is to trust your gut or your intuition, whatever it is that you want to call that little voice in your head or that little feeling that you get when things just seem a little bit hinky or When you suddenly have this idea and you just get this feeling that that is the idea that you are meant to be following along with. So little story for you. Trusting your gut is actually the lesson that kicked off this podcast episode. I had an experience this week where somebody was just super inauthentic about how they were doing business. I don't think they were necessarily sharing particularly sound advice. I think they had an ulterior financial motive for sharing that advice. And the whole thing just really did not sit well with me. And I had had this feeling about this person previously, but it wasn't until this week that it really cemented for me that my gut had been 100% bang on. About this particular person. So one thing that I've really, really learned in the last two years of business is to trust how I feel about something. Because the ideas that have worked out the best in my business are often the ones that have just kept tapping in the back, like, look at me, look at me. What about this? What about that? The things that have turned out to be disasters, I have often had a bit of a feeling about them beforehand. I've had this kind of, mm, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but I'll just push through and keep going anyway. And then down the track, I'll come back and go, hmm, yep. I had that feeling. I should have trusted my gut because in the end, it turned out that oh, that gut feeling that I had was absolutely the right feeling. But the one thing that I would say about having room for that gut feeling and that intuition intuition, is that you have to actually create the space for that. If you are so busy doing all of the things all of the time, you really don't have the opportunity to get those feelings about what you are doing and not doing and the people that are around you. So make sure that you're not just busy for busy's sake. And make sure that you do take some time when you're making big decisions and working out what your next step is going to be to actually just create some space for yourself. Create some time for yourself and just see what comes up and what seems to be the right thing to move forward with. But the one big thing I would say, this is the crux of lesson number three, is trust your gut. If something feels hinky, it's probably freaking hinky. And this week it has happened to me again. I don't even know how many times it's happened in the last two years, but it's happened to me again this week. And it's really cemented for me that it's such a big lesson when it comes to building a business to really trust that gut feeling or trust that intuition or instinct that you have. So if you're getting those feelings, make sure that you're listening to them. All right, so lesson number four is kind of a two part lesson. uh, And this is the lesson in the power of community. Now, number one, the A side of this is the power of community for growing your business, the power of creating authentic connections with people, with potential clients and customers, having conversations with them, giving them value helping them and basically creating this community around what you are doing in your business. Now, this could be a literal community like a Facebook group, or it can simply just be the way that you share content and that you help people and that you talk to people, that there's actually that connection piece happening there, that you're actually getting in there and having conversations with people. Because creating that community vibe around your business will grow your impact and your income exponentially and so much faster than if you're disconnected. So the power of community comes through when it comes to your potential clients and customers and really building your business like that but the second way that i have overwhelmingly discovered the power of community is when it comes to other business owners and the opportunity to build connections with other business owners This can be business owners that are in the same field, or they can be in a related field, or they could be in a completely different field. But having that community, having those support people, people to turn to for advice, people to vent to when things are going wrong, people to watch and see them fail and make decisions and learn lessons so that we can learn from them. It is such an important part of building a business. And particularly when it comes to an online business, it can be really, really lonely. And being lonely is not good for any of us. So if you're out there and you are building a business and you haven't created a community around you to help support you and build your business, then make that your absolute number one priority for 2020. I have people supporting me and my business in all different ways from all different places. I have some amazing biz besties, as I call them, that I catch up with regularly. A lot of them I've never even met in person. (laughs) They're literally friends through the internet, but the power of that community and feeling that support really lifts you up on the crappy days and it helps you to celebrate the amazing things that you're doing with your business. So it's super, super important to make sure that you have a community of people around you that you're actually sharing this experience with. So the power of community is lesson four. It's community when it comes to your business, but it's also community when it comes comes to you and your support when it comes to you growing your business. So community, super, super, super important. All right. So it was five lessons from two years in business. So lesson number five is probably close to the most important lesson, and this is that you need to invest in yourself. And your business. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, what I mean is you need to invest in learning the things you need to know in order to be able to do business. And I really think that you need to know quite a lot of the different facets about your business and bits of those facets and the real groundwork of all of those different pieces of your business before you start just outsourcing pieces of business left, right, and centre. So, firstly, you need to take the time, invest the time and the money to learn the different pieces that it's going to take for your business to be successful. When we go to school, even in 2020, for the kids that are at school in 2020, we don't learn to be entrepreneurs, we don't learn to be business builders, we don't learn to be CEOs. In fact, we don't even learn how to run a team or do the finances or really any of those fundamental pieces of growing a business in this digital age. And so it's super important to take the time and the money and invest in learning those pieces. And then the next investment for yourself and your business is once you have those ground pieces, you know what it's going to take to grow your business. Get help, outsource, even if it is for one hour a week, or even if it is just a bookkeeper that takes one hour a month to put your finances together. I don't care what it is, but the things that don't light you up, that you don't really like doing, that you know take you a long time to do because one, you hate them, and two, you don't really know how to do them, Think about how you can outsource those things to somebody else. Because often, for a relatively small amount of money, you can hand off the responsibility of bits of your business. Now, I'm not saying just hand over the reins and walk away at all, but there is often amazing people out there, and that is their zone of genius. And if you can tap into that, then you're able to focus on the places that you need to be in your business and allow them to take some of the mental load of the business, but also the physical work and time load of the business away from you. It's a big investment to outsource, and I get that. But a lot of small businesses really hold back on this outsourcing piece. And in the end, it's to the detriment of the business owner. So start having a think about that investing in yourself and your business, not just in learning stuff, but also in then getting help. And the final way that investing in yourself and your business can really help is that ultimately it comes back to that community and connections piece. Because as you're learning and as you're outsourcing, you're going to have the opportunity to come into contact with so many other business owners and start to build those connections, build those support networks and support teams that you need to be able to take your business to the next level. So ultimately... One of the biggest things that is going to move your business forward is to invest in yourself and your business. I know that this can be really hard, particularly in a startup phase when you feel like there just isn't enough money going around and where do you spend that money? You want to do this course and you want to do this course and you want to work with that person and this person to be an amazing coach. And it can be so, so difficult to know where to spend the dollars, particularly when there aren't many dollars to spend. But I would really, encourage you to think about the long-term impact of those investments. I know that we're all talking ROI. We're looking for the return on investment and we want the return, you know, right now, but sometimes we have to look far ahead and think in one year, in two years, in five years, what is going to be the return on this investment for my business, whether that's something that I'm learning or whether that's a person that I'm bringing into my business in order to help me do something that's well outside my zone of genius. So really think about the fact that investing in yourself and your business can make a huge difference huge impact on your bottom line but also on the way you feel about your business and the way your business operates on a day-to-day basis so five lessons there were don't be afraid to fail because really what is failure it's just you learning lessons so you can be better next time number two get a hold of your mindset whether that means you're heading off down the woo-woo trail You're overdoing some neuro linguistics, whatever that might be. Think about what you need in order to be mentally strong, to be able to move your business forward. Number three, and like I learned again this week, trust your gut, trust your intuition, trust that feeling that you get about something that you're doing in your business. Number four is the power of community. Not only a community in your business that you're creating with your ideal customers and clients and the way that you connect with them, but also the community that's going to give you support as you go on your business journey. And number five, Invest in yourself and your business. Learn to do the things that you need to do in order to grow your business. Start to outsource as early as you can to get other people in your business working in their zone of genius so that you have the time and the energy to be out there doing the things that you need to be doing in order to move your business forward. So some pretty cool lessons that I've learned over the last two years. I honestly partially just can't believe that it's been two years since I took hands over of my first website from Business Jump. Uh, It's certainly been a road of ups and downs and changes and pivots and all of those kinds of things, but I literally would not change one bit of it because this is how I've learnt so much along the way. All right. Well, I'm going to leave it there. That is my five lessons from two years in business. But before I go, I want to give you the opportunity to come along and join me for my upcoming masterclass. So on the 4th of February, I'm going to be running my connect and engage masterclass. We are going to be taking an hour together where I am going to be doing a few things. Firstly, I'm going to be busting some social media myths that are doing the rounds right now that are basically just pissing me off and eating up your time and energy. Number two, I'm going to talk about the single best way that you can start to connect and engage with your ideal customers and clients on social media right now. We're going to ditch the selling for a second, and we're going to focus on building those communities and connections that I was talking about, which are the things that are ultimately going to move your income and impact forward. And then I'm going to take you through my four-step framework for building social media that ultimately converts. So we're going to talk about each of those four steps, and I'm going to give you some really quick tips that you can implement in your business straight away to start moving through that four-step framework so that ultimately you are increasing your income and your impact with your social media. All right, so we're busting myths. We're talking about connecting and engaging. We're going through my four-step framework all together in an hour with lots of time for Q&A. It's happening on the 4th of February. It's my Connect and Engage Masterclass. If you want to join me there, the link is in this post, or you can simply go to socialstrategymom.com slash masterclass, and I would absolutely love to see you there. All right. I'm going to leave that episode for here. I hope you've learned something from my five lessons in my first two years in business, and I'll catch up with you guys again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Strategy Mum podcast. For more, make sure you hit subscribe and head to socialstrategymum.com. See you next week.